Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Fuller. My guest today is Alicia Purdy, who's running for mayor on the Republican line in the city of Albany. But before we start talking, you know, on a number of occasions when I've interviewed the candidates, I always neglect to mention um, I invite Kathy Sheehan to come on Focus on Albany to share her vision of what a thir- third term looks like. Um, hopefully it, that that invitation will not fall on deaf ears. So, Alicia, how's it going? Wonderful. Thank you for having me on today, Cynthia. A pleasure to chat today. Thank you. Um, you know, as, as I, I watch this uh, unfold, I, I watch your campaign and unfold, and we're, we're down to the home stretch now because, you know, they say Labor Day is the the day that the period of time where people start paying attention. Do you think up until now people have not really paid attention to the mayor's race in the city of Albany? That has not been my experience that people aren't paying attention, but I think they'll become more engaged and more impassioned um, now that we are in the home stretch. I was told people go to sleep in the summer. Now, that being said, that actually hasn't been my experience. And Who's who's gone to sleep, I think, are the politicians, but the people are very engaged and interested in, in learning more and understanding um, what the election this year specifically means. That's, that's what I've encountered, is a lot of people willing to listen and a lot of people willing to talk. But on election day, when people go to the polls, it's such an inbred response from people that they they vote for Democrats no matter what. And you're not a Democrat. Do you think that people will reconsider the D next to the fact that you don't have a D next to your name? Do you think people will reconsider that? Um, there will always be people that you will never, ever convince. They're just not going to, and, and they're, they do exist. But those are not the people I'm trying to reach. There are entrenched Republicans as much as there are entrenched Democrats, and they're simply going to go do their civic duty and check off whatever name is next to the R or next to the D, and they're going to move on with their lives. And, and sadly, in those cases, however the election turns out, you get what you get and then stop complaining. Being said, it's widely known, it's widely known in the city of Albany that Kathy Sheen is a failure and that people don't like her as a person. And I'm not saying that as my own opinion. I'm saying I get this feedback 100% of the time. When people have encountered her, they have nothing but sour things to say. And so my first hope is that they will go to the polls because some people will just stay home rather than cast a vote for a Republican. And it's certainly a wrong mindset 
But then um, there are plenty of people who do vote who simply know that Kathy Sheehan's a failure, and their vote for me is a vote for Albany, not a vote for the Republican Party. And those are really the people that you want to stop. They, they stop and consider, and they think more critically about the choice that they're about to make on the ballot. What does Albany look like under Kathy Sheehan? And what does Albany look like with Operation Transform and Alicia Purdy? And again, it's really about voting for Albany in this election, less about um, the, the individual, because Kathy, we know what we get with Kathy Sheehan. And what I bring to the table is really something that's not change. It's not a turnaround. It's not a reset or a restart. It really is a transformation. And it's, it's based on the solid foundation of people over politics. And that's a, that makes a huge difference. You know, you, you, you're not only trying to transform Albany, but you're trying to transform people's mindset, right? Absolutely. Okay. Transformation begins in the mind. It's, it's, that's what makes transformation better than change. And so you can change someone's behavior, but if you want to transform their behavior, that has to come from within. It's like breaking addiction. Um, it's like overcoming a, a great obstacle in your life or, or even just doing something different with your life, you know, kind of when people turn over a new leaf. It really is a mindset, and that is something I've been working with, with people on when I talk to them. I don't talk to them about change. It changes maybe another Democrat. Transformation is not only Alicia Purdy, um, but it's a completely different way of framing how we approach our problems in Albany. One one thing that can make or break a candidate is the press. And I've seen the Times Union go after, you know, people in public public life that and they were unrelenting until that person left. How has the press handled your candidacy? Um there are specific channels um and companies that have largely ignored me, but there have been other ones that I haven't been unhappy with. Could there could they be doing more? Should they be doing more? Let's say it that way. Should they be doing more? Yes. It's lazy. It's lazy journalism. And we know that it is just good old-fashioned politicking for them to ignore the mayor's race. Because by ignoring the candidates and just pretending they don't exist, it really is a passive-aggressive stump for Kathy Sheehan. And I think that's wrong. I think it's a, it's a disservice to people, but, but some of them are generally disinterested in fair and balanced coverage of candidates. They're just interested. They, they want their candidate to win, and by doing nothing or by covering just the movements of Kathy Sheehan, for example, um, they are taking sides. And as a journalist myself, I understand how the game is played. And they are playing the game. And that's why I have been very blessed 
to have made the noise I've had and attract the press to myself because I know how to play the game too. So to be able to learn the rules of the game, it takes a lot of practice, right? It does, but I'm, I'm a seasoned journalist, so I didn't come in with any expectations that they would do me any favors. I knew that the, the attention I would get would be because I have the ability to command attention and to create noise that would make them turn and look. That's part of the rules of the game. But not everybody knows that. If you don't have the press on your side and you don't know how to attract them to yourself, that is hard. So there's other candidates, you know, running for mayor. There's Greg Adela, and then there's Valerie Force. There's you, of course, and then there's Kathy Sheehan. Uh, Valerie and Greg, you know, I know both of them. To me, they're nice people, but they don't have the chutzpah that you have. And that's what it takes. It takes guts and determination. Um, If you don't have those traits, um, the chances of winning anything are practically zero. Would you agree? Sure. Um, I will tell you, I do have chutzpah, Cynthia, and I was born with it, and I come by it honestly. My parents are um, definitely people who have raised me to stand firm and I am, um, I, I just can't imagine being a different personality and doing some because even when you're strong, you have bad days. Um, and you do have to make noise, make room for yourself, elbow your way in, demand attention, assert yourself. There are things, and those are natural to me, and sometimes they're hard. So I couldn't imagine a, a gentler uh, personality um, being successful here. I just cannot, unless you surround yourself with a bunch of nasty, vicious, hissy fit type people, which certain candidates in Albany have, and I haven't had to because I'm able to stand firm and I do have that um, working on my side. It's, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm a natural leader and I always have been. And so now it's, now I have this position where um, leadership is needed. And I, I just, like I said, I could not imagine someone who, who is a different, very different personality being successful. I just could not because it is hard, even when you have what it takes. So um, the, the press, I think, um, I don't see, a, there's stuff in the, in, in the Times Union, you know, uh, rub, ribbon cutting and so forth. But as far as substantive issues, how to solve crime, what to do about the drug problem, how do you get more kids graduating, those things aren't covered in the Times Union at all. So, therefore, since you're out there and you're more vocal than the other candidates, uh, meaning Valerie and Greg, do you think at this point... Kathy is taking a third term for granted. 
I think a lot of incumbents, if not all of them, take their next term for granted. It's not just her. Um, Paul Taco is the same way. He's been sitting on his throne for 40 years. And I've decided to begin every conversation pertaining to Kathy Sheehan with the declaration that she's a liar. She said she wouldn't run for a third term, and she lied. And she cannot keep her word on something so simple. Then she's a liar across the board, as far as I'm concerned. And so, yes, does she take it for granted? Of, of course she does, because the people that she has ruled over like a queen for the last two terms um, as, a, as a wealthy um, socialite mayor, she takes for granted that they'll never – they're too – stupid and lazy and ignorant to ever want better for themselves. And I'm here to hopefully wake them up and say, not only should you want better and demand better, but you can actually do something about it. Let's get rid of this woman, kick her butt to the curb back to Chicago, and let's be the people of Albany together. Come election day, I've heard of, you know, hanky-panky going on at the Board of Elections. I think that's something that you should that you should take note of and make sure that on election night, um, you you have people to to help you make sure it's fair and square. Because, you know, it's not only here, it's in, you know, I've heard of cases in Rensselaer County. So, you know, the the vote, after the vote, is crucial. Have you set up some kind of a, a, a thing where you're going to make sure that the election is on the up and up? I have, actually. Um I do know that people cheat and steal in elections. And if Kathy Sheehan is a known liar, why wouldn't she cheat? And so that's definitely something that has come up. And what I can tell you is it is being addressed. Good. Now, you said that uh, people go out and do their civic duty. Now, if somebody votes a straight party line, without considering the issues or the ramifications, is that a civic duty or is that laziness? Oh, it's definitely laziness. I appreciate that they voted because people fought and died for to, to protect what we set up here uniquely in the United States of America, our secret ballot. Um, our ability to you know, vote for whomever you want, a representative form of government. Those are things that people have died for. And so I do appreciate that people get off their butts and physically go vote. I, I always do appreciate the action of that. It does need to be an, an education. And maybe some of that is just personal laziness. People are overwhelmed. They're tired. They don't care. They vote a single party, whatever that might be. But I think placing the onus on the voter is not really the winning strategy. I think that candidates and people who care that are not candidates, uh, voter education should be something that's taught in schools. You should be taught the importance of knowing 
who your candidates are and what they represent and, as you said, the ramifications. And so this is not something that grandma and grandpa are going to bother with. If they're a Democrat, they're a Democrat, they're going to vote Democrat. Um, And they don't really pay attention to that. But I think we can catch the younger generations and institute um, voter education in high school and start to educate people on governance. Right now, what they do is they do a really issues-based, you know, they talk about things like abortion and they talk about um, whatever, they talk about maybe Supreme Court cases or they indoctrinate kids about, you know, what to think on major issues, what they should be doing with a true teacher, a nonpartisan teacher who values individual freedom of thought would be to teach kids how to go uncover the information they're looking for, how to break down the rhetoric that candidates use. Um, These are things that people should be taught in high school, along with a number of other things that would help them in their lives, like budgeting. I think it's part of the winning solution to, to educate voters as early as possible on how to navigate their civic duty. Do you think that the elected officials in Albany really care about that? No. Uh, that, that proof is in the pudding. No, they do not care. The, the form of governance we have in Albany is a monarchy. We've had a monarchy, and these legacy mayors have set themselves up as the kings and queens of the city. And no, they do not care which is why we need leadership um, that is people-focused because this will permeate every facet of life in Albany to have to educate what a, what a king and queen don't want. They don't want a coup. They don't want an uprising of the proletariat. They don't want those things. And so what they do is they keep them fed and stupid and that prevents them from rising up. Look at, you can look through all of history that when people are fed, and uneducated, they stay stupid, and they do nothing to control their own destiny. So I'm here as a, as a candidate to say, you should be hungry for transformation. And, and yes, we're going to have to work and fight, and you're going to have to do some things. Um, but you don't want to ever grow complacent, because that's what happens. That's how we have major changes of power. Or we have a machine or a wall that, that's very difficult to break apart. And so that's what we have now. From the time you started running for mayor until now, I'm sure you could write a book about civics in general. Would you agree? I'm a published author. I'm a, I'm a writer. It's what I do in my journalism career, and I'm on the side. I'm a novelist. I've written a novel. I, I, this would make, I think this would be a bestseller. This, this story of the campaign in Albany has been wild and challenging and inspiring and heartbreaking. And all the things that make a good novel are here in this campaign this year in the city of Albany. But still, we've got like eight weeks to go, right? It's, the roller coaster is like halfway to the end, um, I think there's going to be a lot more, a lot more stuff that's going to go on, right? 
For sure, for sure. You know, it's like in a basketball game or a soccer game. You know, you have people that watch the game the entire time, and they clap their hands, and they, um, but, you know, they're sipping their sodas. They're browsing their phones while they're kind of clapping for the team. It's really the last 30 seconds, the last minute to two minutes, that people are on their feet screaming. And that's what you're going to see here with the election, is we've had people supporting, watching, sipping their sodas, browsing their phones, and cheering, you know, the candidates on. When we're down to the last 30 seconds, the last one minute, maybe the month of October, something like that, you're going to have people on their feet screaming. That's what's going to happen. And this is when the players, you know, you put in the best players. You, you make sure that you are energized and ready to, ready to go. It's going to be exciting, I think. It's exciting to me. And um, – it's been so blasé. It's been so blasé for the last 100 years that now they have, now there's something, there's people to cheer for. Now there's, you know, there's a fight to be had. There's something to really watch. And I, I hope that's what this is this year. I think it will be. You know, your friend Jesse Calhoun, who decided uh, a while back to run for city council president, he's leaving the city. So, the incumbent is going to run unchallenged, right? Yes. Actually, there is somebody that we could put up, but the deadline has passed. We did actually have um, candidates ready. But it, by the time that, that he announced he was leaving, um, the deadline had passed to put them in. So there are people who are interested, for sure. Oh, Okay. Wow. Oh, and they're good um, people. We've got we've already got candidates ready to start building a campaign. For next time? Yes. Okay. So, you know, nothing is a given in politics. Will you if you do not win, will you stay in the ring and just um keep on educating people on why they should consider issues and not a party label. I don't know what that would look like, but I can tell you in the event of a loss of mayor, I have plans for the future. I will say that. Okay. And I, uh, we, you don't have to tell everybody what it is, but will it continue to be public service? It will continue to be in the vein of the political realm in this area. Okay, what do you say to people who for years and years have gone to the polls and – voted for the Democrat. Um, before I get to that question, I think it's important for people who do not want to vote for the incumbent, they would stay home rather than pull the lever for somebody else. What do you say about that? I would say that, uh, we, like we've said it's really a laziness because not voting actually is a vote. And so 
they vote. It's like voting present, you know, in the common council. It's it's right. a coward's way. It's cowardly, and shame on them. So for people who have the people who have voted for years and years for for the Democrats, and they're not really happy with the Democrats, but yet they will not vote for anybody else. What do you say to that? Uh, don't complain about what you allow. You have the power. You know what all I hear? I have to tell you, Cynthia, I, the level of complaining I hear in Albany about, about everything, everything, name it, I've heard a complaint about it, is ridiculous. I tell, especially if they're Democrats, and I say to them all the time, either shut up or do something about your circumstance. That's it. End of discussion. Don't complain about what you allow. You have the power to change something. And if you don't use that power, then shame on you. And then also be quiet. Get off of social media. Get off of Facebook and stop talking to your friends. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's got big ideas, but nobody has, not nobody, a lot of people who think they have big ideas and lofty opinions are nothing more than a bunch of clanging symbols. And I'm not interested in that because some people just love to be miserable. It just gives them something to talk about and brings meaning to their lives. And that's just the truth. So I'm not interested in people like that. If they don't want to do something to change their lived, their lived circumstance, they should shut up. That's what I say. So we just have very little time left, Alicia. If somebody wants to get involved in your campaign, donate money, donate their time, how can they do so? Well, now that we're down to the wire, we do need time, and we will definitely always need money. We definitely need time from people. So come to transformalbany.com and be part of the, of the transformation that you want to see in Albany. We, we need all hands on deck, truly, at this point in time. We need all hands on deck to, to race these last, you know, last minute, last 30 seconds of the game here. All hands on deck, everybody. And read, you know what, read about Operation Transform. I just finished building out the entire website. The plan is there. The details are there. If, if people want to learn more, I went to great lengths to get that information up there. Um, it's a winning strategy for Albany. So, Alicia, um, good luck. And I am sure that I'll be talking to you as well as the other candidates as the campaign evolves. You know it. Listening Thank you, Cynthia. Mayoral candidate Alicia Purdy. Um, I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Have a great day.